Welcome back. Welcome. Yeah. Come on now. We got it. I just hit my mic. Well, I want to introduce somebody, as you probably see. Okay. Uh, a special guest here. This is actually Coach Loff. Um, he coached me in college. His real name is Tony Loffler. I don't call him Tony. That's not going to be a thing. But <laughs> Coach Loff, thanks for coming on, brother. I appreciate yeah. it. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, also, a huge shout out because he brought the bottle. Oh, yeah. Let's clap it up. He brought yeah. the bottle. Yeah. Yeah. That's we awesome. appreciate Thank that. Thank you for that. Absolutely. We appreciate Absolutely. that. Um, but, Loff, you said you want me to do this. Usually we don't, but apparently I'm going to do it. I guess, yeah, you got I, it. I guess I have to <laughs> describe it. Um, so Eagle Rare, guys. Um, if you know whiskey or bourbon, this is a Buffalo Trace distilled bottle shout out buffalo trace yeah we have them we have them before do we do we have uh friends of trace yeah Mm -hmm. is that happening uh hopefully because we're actually talking to someone who is a part of the friends Mm -hmm. of the trace yeah yeah four years running yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) but this bottle i'm gonna get into it life liberty and the pursuit of happiness Mm. the cornerstones of the birth of the nation Epitomized by the American bald eagle, hence the name Eagle Rare. And if you see, the E on the eagle is an actual eagle. Mm. Cool. So that's pretty cool. That is uh, Nation has come to represent the freedom, spirit, and independence of an individual, giving the world products and innovations that are uniquely its own. Okay, Our one such innovation was Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Early Kentucky settlers created bourbon, the true American spirit in the late 1700s. This bottle, I'm excited for it. Yeah. Yeah. It is a very good bottle, and it's very, very hard to find. So Um, we got something special, huh? It's very special. Yeah. Because I was talking to Lop earlier before the pod started, but he was saying how, I mean, he luckily had an extra bottle because he used to get these stuff back in the day, you know, but now... (laughs) I mean, even Buffalo Trace is hard to find, you know. Yeah, it is. Um, That's true. Especially with some of their rare stuff. Um, but <clears throat> this is a, what'd you say? $80 value? I think it's 89 is the... If you can get it, MSRP, right. MSRP, right. retail price. I was going to say, usually sells yeah. for probably $120, Used to be cheaper. Really? Yeah. How much do you think you bought it for? 40 bucks, probably. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Maybe, wow. maybe 50 That's crazy. Yeah. That is crazy. Um, well, I mean, should I crack it open? I, I guess crack it. Oh, we do. Let's do it, baby. Let's do it. Maybe, uh, what's in the bottle? I'm just kidding. I, I, that's a little early. I'm a little early for it. You was excited. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I, I like that part. Come now, on now. Hopefully I can get this open. See, we need a bloopers of him trying to open up bottles, hey, bro. That, hey, that's what we hey, need. He got it open. That. He got it open. He struggles. Oh, there you oh, go. There you go. There you go. Give me the whiskey glass. Yeah. Come on. Oh, guest first. Yes. Mm-hmm. You've you had a long day at work, right? Yeah. yeah. Perfect. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's gonna be, it's gonna be good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes. If you can, I'll take it. It's one of those It is Friday night. It is. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. I like this yeah. energy. Double. Yeah. Up. Double. Up. We're doubling. Let's go. Uh, oh man. Yeah. All right. Oh, last but not least, Tao himself. Woo! 
Yeah, there you go. That's a pour. That That's a pour. Cool. That's how you pour it. Okay, you gotta watch it. Save the rest. You gotta watch it. He's dangerous. Yeah. What do you guys smell? Let's see. Let's see. Loft told me before this though, he's not very good at this. I couldn't tell you what's in it. I can smell. I know what's good or if it's not good. I will I I know one too right away. Say the same time. One, two, three. Vanilla. Boom. I've watched a few of these podcasts and I know you guys always hit the pillow. Is you can there? smell it. You I can smell it. It's, it's coming. It's, just, it's coming out. Oh yeah, it's like strong. You, you can. There's no vanilla. Get them. I'm, I'm telling you he, right he's now. Faking. Someone, yeah. somebody else, me, look it up. Someone told me with whiskey. So like, you know, you're not supposed to get the whole. Yeah, scent. the whole. You're supposed to yep, waft yep, it. Yep, yep, yep. yep. But you I don't know. know. Who taught us that? Adrian. Adrian. Yeah. yeah. On our third. On our third episode. I'm telling you right now. There is bourbon. This is on Buffalo Trace's website. Dude, it has to be vanilla in here. There is no vanilla. Okay, so we're wrong. Okay. You're wrong. I guess we're wrong. Maybe I, I, I got sworn. I thought we were right. You're yeah. close. Okay. You're close. Talk, honey. Talk, 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 honey. Honey. Oh, honey, yeah. you yeah. got it. What'd go. you say? Toffee. He's right. What? You had to know. You that. you said you there were. Been, there might have been some prior knowledge. <laughs> I might, have, I might have heard them say that when I was at the distillery. Are there, are there, are there some other like uh, smelling notes, or should yes. we give it a taste? One more, uh, One two more, more smell, three, three, three more. more. Wow. Uh, I mean, I smell citrus. Then, if there's no, uh, yep. uh, okay, Luke, orange. Is there orange in there? Hints, hints of orange peel. Whoa! I'll give that to you. Very nice. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What else? Um. I to be honest with you, I don't have anything else outside of that. Okay, herbs. Okay, I wasn't gonna I'm get not, that. I feel like that's kind of a tough one unless you yeah. go pretty heavy on it. But. Leather and oak. I wasn't okay. gonna get that. Either. Yeah, yeah. You okay. can go with oak for most of them. You yeah, have a good chance. But yeah, leather. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Leather's a tough one. I think. Yeah, after, yeah. I think. <laughs> after, <laughs> I think after the fourth one, we gave up on just saying oak. Yeah, because everything. It's in the oak barrels. <laughs> well, rods. We know what's next. Please hit it for me. What's in the bottle? Let's we go. We gotta taste it, baby. Taste it. Cheers Whiskey for the souls. Insurance for the wallets. There's some in here I think you won't like. Nuts. We'll <laughs> Pine nuts. Oh, but it's different. Roasted nuts. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> How'd you think? I think that's amazing. That was good. I will say that was pretty good. That was really good. Very good. Do you taste it went down smooth. There's one thing in here that I really taste after obviously tasting. See, it. if there's nuts in this, this one I like. Most of the nutty uh whiskey <laughs> bottles that we've had. Mm -mm. See, I don't Tenth Mountain whiskey. What was the other one? Uh there was another one. Like one of the last ones we did. Yeah, I didn't like them. Mm -hmm. um, I couldn't tell you anything. Yeah. Flavor wise. No, really? No, just good. Just good. <laughs> just I like good. That. I like I that too. That. Just good. <laughs> I love that. Just good. But I, like I honestly, that. I definitely I get, I get the citrus orange. Mm -hmm. Man, it's really sweet when you keep yep. it on the tongue. Yep. Man, that's sweet. I I'm surprised that, uh, car caramel is not in there. Be I think it's, it's the honey. This is what you're tasting once I say it. But what, okay. whatever get, get, that, get, get whatever it. that is, I'm tasting. It's really candied almonds. Okay, I like that. Because hmm. like, is, like, is that considered a nut? 
yeah, an okay. almond. Okay. Tree nut. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, and that's but like I don't really in my head I don't consider that really a nut because almonds so, don't taste. So, I'm allergic to nuts, so are you for most of them? So are you gonna like that? The only one that <laughs> screwball is the only one that will kill me. Oh, actually, yeah. Wow. I think they we put the peanuts peanut in a barrel. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. We actually had that. Yeah, we, we did. did have that one. Damn. So you can't have screwball. I'm Never sorry. had it. That's all right. Yeah. You're not it ain't all that. It's too sweet. Yeah, if I'm being honest, it's like this this right here, it feels good when you go down smooth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it hits, really hits your soul a little yeah. bit. Yeah, the, the screwball it tasted like a dessert drink. Yep. Yeah, it just too you're, sweet. You're drinking sugar. Yeah. Um, last one. Mm. Very rich cocoa. Cocoa. Mm. So mm-hmm. if you if you keep it in the mouth a little bit, you and you kind of sip on it through your teeth with some air, you get some oxygen through that. And then you leave it on the tongue. Don't do that. If you leave it on the tongue a tad, you'll mm. get that sweet flavor just sitting there. I'm mm. telling you, that's how I got mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. So that's good. Yeah. Wow. What a great I, bottle. Yeah, I wow. like that. Yeah, Let's clap it up for that. Wow. Bottle. Come on. I mean. Yeah. So did you leave a little bit on the tongue? Yes. You didn't swallow the whole thing. Absolutely. I'm telling you, you, you get a yeah, big sweet. sweet flavor. Very sweet. When you 45% yeah. alcohol. Okay. 90 proof. 90 yeah. proof. 90 proof. Nice. My bad. Aged cool. 10 years. Okay. That's good. Yeah. I, I got to give it. It's, oh, I like it. Okay. I like it. Okay. You, should we? Nice. Let's, let's let the guest go oh. first. Do you want to rate it? Sorry. Hold on. Hold on. What? Remiscent of port wine. Okay. Oh, okay. That's on the bottle. Yeah. Mm. So that's why it's sweet. I am shocked based off the nose. That there was no vanilla. And that really upset that, me. That, too. <laughs> that really upset me. And we both yeah. okay. at the same time. I was too. expecting vanilla. Yeah. Yeah. Just a little yeah. bit. Yeah. It's usually in there. Yeah. And so we always try to guess that one. That's an easy one. All right. So mm-hmm. you've seen the pod. Mm-hmm. Now we rate it. <laughs> oh, it's. So obviously you got to take into consideration the price. The price, bottle. yeah. Price the bottle. Uh-huh. Factor factors in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, they change the price. Uh, I, I give it like an eight two. Okay. Nice. Yeah. That's uh, a solid. That's, that's good. Nice. I like that. I like that. I guess Who I'll next? go next. Yeah. I am right in that same range. Eight two. I, I'd probably go. I'll just one up you and go an eight three. I really like this bottle a lot, mm-hmm. especially with just this. The aftertaste on it is good, even though it's got roasted nuts. Mm-hmm. It, none of those were candied almonds. Correct. Correct. And I like almonds. Yeah. So. And I don't get like a bad nut aftertaste. You yep. know, on all the other ones, you can definitely taste it. This one, I don't. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to just go over here and punch somebody who's behind the camera. <laughs> and yes, we're yeah. going to put that yes. on there. Yes. yes. <laughs> Goofballs. Jake Cooper. And that one yes. person made me Jake yeah. Cooper. Yeah. Jake Cooper, who's been a, a guest. I was saying, the reason why Jake Cooper's here is because He's a kid. he also played with me. Yeah. Coach Laugh was obviously. We're just not going to let Jake on the podcast. <laughs> no, I just think that's what we're going to have to do. <laughs> Mark, he's, he's over there, got a okay. notebook open. He's Mark, acting like he's doing homework. He's taking notes. <laughs> I feel like he's doing homework over there. Really, like he's in high school. Okay, he's taking my, notes on law. It's my rating. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah, my sorry. time. Go yeah, ahead, yeah, go yeah, ahead, yeah, go yeah. ahead. I'm sorry, Mark. I'm oh, you're good. No, 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 no. You're good. Yeah, I like it. I'm not going to give it a nine. It's not a nine. Yep. I've only given one bottle that, and we know which bottle that was. Mm-hmm. Remix. Absolutely. So I'm not. it's not up there for me. But I will say it's really good, and it goes down smooth, like you said. I like it a mm-hmm. lot. I'll give it. I'm a, I'm a 
eight five. I'm gonna go higher than mm. what you gave it. Mm. Yeah, eight like three eight five. Yeah, last I like but not least, I like it a lot. I was gonna give it an eight five. I'll okay. one up you. I'll give you an eight six. Eight six. Wow, mm-hmm. the little average wow. eight point four five. Yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. So it's to each his own, right? Yeah. <laughs> to each his own. <laughs> Yeah, I can't hear it. We, we turn it. We turn it down we because whenever it's too loud, you can't. Yeah. It cuts out on the. Yeah. Oh man. I know. So I we, we can't hear it on here, here but it will hear it fine. Oh man. I'll turn it up a little bit yeah, and play yeah. it again. Yeah, that's good. Luke wants to hear. I want to hear it. Hear that's it. my favorite part. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I think of every time. I just think of. I mean, I was about to talk about crunch rap. Hell, my. I, I'm sorry, but really quick, if I, quick sidebar. If your last meal, would oh, you choose a freaking on an burrito? Not Taco Bell. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're supposed to be on my side. No. I mean, I would love to be on your side. Okay, what would your last meal then be? Oh, that's a tough question. Yeah. yeah. That's your first question today. Answer it right. Uh, I like a good ribeye. Oh, steak. Yeah. Steak. A good ribeye. You know, that just validates everything I said on that one. I I said a nice 20 ounce ribeye, red wine, baked potato, loaded. You're really pissing me off. I'm just kidding. Just being honest. (laughs) Teach his own. Teach his own. own. That is funny. But yeah, I mean, it's a good bottle. Also, before, go ahead. Let me note this. I think this is the highest grade that a guest bottle has gotten. Or am I wrong? Yep, that is uh, correct. Am I wrong? It's higher than the representative. Am I right? Come on, and there we go. Yeah. Come on Absolutely. now. And you know the bottle of the representative is very similar to this, other yes. than it has wax on top. Yes. Remember that how wax. hard that oh, was to get off? Yeah. Yeah. Was I was the one that got it yeah. off. We were trying all day. Yes. Uh, yes. But. Huge shout out to our sponsor, yes. Etching and Engraving. Yes. Appreciate the yes. glasses. Thank you so much. Um, and um, then also one more shout out, obviously, to Law for bringing the bottle. Yes, yeah, thank you. That. Absolutely. You. Uh, but I think this is a good time before we get into Law yeah. for Mark to run on in yeah. Um, yeah. in Apollo on, and, uh, in here. and talk about Apollo. Right yeah. there. Yeah. Thanks, guys. We want to shout out our sponsor, Apollo Insurance Group. They are one of the largest health insurance brokerages out of the Midwest. They specialize in health, life, dental, vision, a lot of the things you need in regards to insurance they have. So they typically save their clients a lot of money in regards to their premium. So if you don't have someone that's helping you or aiding you through this process or this chaotic world of health insurance, please reach out to them. They fight for you, they specialize in what they do, and they're great at their job. Welcome That's your fault. No, no, that's I, your fault. No, I you just said welcome back to yeah. another. <laughs> no, because no. we already we already introduced the podcast. Okay, we're back. Then. We're back. We're just yeah. for tuning Mark, in. Mark you. just rolled in behind us. Yeah, yeah. 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 it was kind of freaked me out. It, it made me jump a little bit. I changed uniforms yeah. and everything. He changes quick. Yeah, he's he like does. one of those people in the circus where they yeah. just keep changing outfits. Yeah. Well, but thank you the tuning in to our sponsor yes, Apollo Insurance Group. They've essentially made us everything possible yes, that we're here absolutely. for. Uh, so, yeah, thanks for tuning in. Absolutely. Well, Loft, it's now your time to shine. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> no, hey, I want to start off pretty easy because uh, obviously you inspired me a lot um, at Apollo, or not at Apollo, but at Missouri Western. Um, I want you to kind of describe, because you played there, you know, um, so I want you to kind of describe your journey from, you know, you can do high school or whatever to Missouri Western and where you're at now. Just a little bit. Yeah. I uh, <clears throat> Originally, I grew up in California, so I played baseball in California and 
uh, played some junior college baseball, and then I went to New Mexico State, had a good buddy at Missouri Western. So I, I needed to transfer out. Mm-hmm. Wasn't really getting it done mm-hmm. at New Mexico State at the time. I was hurt and didn't really play well. So had a buddy in uh, St. Joe Mo, and he said, hey, come check it out. And I went there. I loved it. Uh, finished my career, and then and then I got an opportunity to coach just right out of college. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was pretty lucky to, to get that opportunity, and then, and then I did that for eight years. So it was pretty cool for me in the college scene, um, getting to coach these guys. And then, you know, now as I'm getting older, like watching these guys be successful human yeah. beings is pretty cool because yeah. that's what it's really all about. Um, during COVID, the, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty and whatnot. So then I, I made a move to a club baseball scene. Um, uh, pretty much was the director of player development. I kind of ran a lot of the the different operations in the club. And then, uh, then I had my second kid. And <laughs> what, what club team are you? Uh, I was coaching at Prodigy in Parkville. Okay. Shout out to Prodigy. Yes. Love those guys. They're awesome. Uh, they were great dudes to work for. Um, I'm still really close with with all of them. Um, and then, you know, when my second child was born, my, my daughter was born, uh, I just I needed to be home a little bit more. I needed mm-hmm. to be a little more active with the family. So mm-hmm. I had a, a friend of mine that was at Missouri Western as a football coach. And he was working at a company called Cintas. He called me up and he was like, hey, man, you should apply for the sales position. No sales, no sales experience whatsoever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I applied. I went through the process and then I liked it. And now I'm here and yeah. I love it. It's pretty right. good. It's a good lifestyle. Yeah. 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 yeah I think sales is a, it's a really fun career. You get to put, uh, you over here spilling or something? Or, oh, okay. Uh, but you get to put forward really what you put in is what you get out. It's the mm-hmm. same thing here. Um, I, I don't know if I would really go in another career outside of sales, to be honest right. with you. I, I love it. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think the, the, the culture of the company you're working for is the, is like the direct impact of that sales job too, you know, and I listen to you guys talk about, you know, what you guys have in your company and how mm-hmm. successful the, the people are that are, mm-hmm. that are kind of tutoring the younger people and, and coaching them up. Mm-hmm. And, and that's kind of the foundation that makes it, makes it enjoyable, you know? Yeah. And, and that's what I have now. And in my job is I have people above me that are not only, you know, are they really good at what they do, but they're great at teaching it and they're just polarizing figures when they walk in the room. And, right. and then you, you get to, you know, you get to sit at a table with people who are better than you. And if you're not surrounded by people who are better than you, then, mm you know, you're stagnant. You're not getting any better. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of, you know, the cool thing about listening to you guys and how you you guys have so many successful and really good, you know, people yeah. in right. the building. Absolutely. Yeah. And that, that is really cool to hear. Yeah. yeah. I mean, especially from an outside perspective, you Absolutely. know, we say it all the time, but like yeah. we're also a little biased, you know, because yeah. yeah. we work here, but Absolutely. hearing it from an outside perspective, it's really cool to hear. So Absolutely. we appreciate that. I yeah. think it's, I think it's cool too that, we get a different perspective on the show. Like mm-hmm. you used to be a coach, you know, yeah. and now you're transitioning into a sales role or you've been in a sales role for a while. And so what we geared towards here when we, when it comes to recruiting, we really go after athletes. Yeah. As you can tell, Talbot, Cooper, you know, that's some things that we hunt for. Um, what do you say are, what characteristics do you would you look for or you say that mold athletes to be good sales individuals? What do you think come uh, corresponds? What do you think? A lot of it's just, you know, being resilient mm-hmm. and, and, you know, in, in your guys' industry, and I don't pretend to know a lot of, about it, mm-hmm. but, 
you know, you're going through a lot of failure to get to the small successes. Mm-hmm. And what I do now is the same, you know, I'm going, you know, I'm cold calling 10 places to get one person to, <laughs> to talk to. Yep. And yeah. when you're playing a sport, you know, you're putting in, in today's society, everybody's really, uh, they want instant gratification. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they don't want to hear that the work you put in right now is going to be beneficial for you in six months. Correct. And, and that's, and that's a hard thing for, for people to grasp. And, and, the athletes they've lived that mm. in some fashion yeah. and and so that 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 makes them set up for success you know in different fields because i wouldn't say it's patience mm. because patience is kind of a, a bad term you know you want to be successful and you want to strive towards success as, as soon as you can have success yeah. yep. but you can handle you know the setbacks along the way for go. sure yeah i think the best word for it and i think a lot of people overuse it but it really is the daily grind better yep. than patience because yep. i feel like grind there's work that requires like the gr- sure. grind grind means <clears throat> you've got to put a lot of work ethic into it yep. and it's not just instant yep. mm-hmm. there's no instant gratification there so yeah that's Absolutely. what i immediately yep. think yeah. of you, you got to grind it out and and some days are going to be good and some days are going to be bad. You got to ride the wave and yeah. and yeah. the highs and lows aren't as bad when you're, you know, like with what I do, it's the highs and lows aren't as bad, man. Yeah. Like, cause you know, we lived highs and lows in so many different ways in, in baseball yep. Yep. and, you know, it just kind of mentally prepares you for that, that, that oh, yeah. world. Oh yeah. So, I just, I think of, cause I was a pitcher in college baseball myself and I just think of those days that I did not have my stuff. I've got pain mm-hmm. in my arm because all my lactic acid would go to my bicep, and yep. I would just have bicep, massive bicep tendonitis, and mm. I would just have to grind through an inning. Got to find, find a way to win. Yeah. Exactly, you find a way to win. So yeah. and even though even though your arm feels like shit, yeah. it, it doesn't matter. You don't want to throw another ball. <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh, I, think, I think we've been, we've been there. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we have. No, I think the the coolest part is. Honestly, not just from me, but like the the players I talked to that Loff also coached. Like, yeah. Loff was one of the main people that influenced a lot of people where we were, uh, because he not only was the assistant coach for us, but he was a players coach. Mm. Every time we had to wake up at five a.m. to run, it was with our um, athletic training staff. But Loff was always there. Mm. He was always there. He always woke up to make sure we were doing what we needed to do to our best ability. And like that showed us though, like he's willing to put in the extra hours and leave his family that he had mm-hmm. to make sure we were successful. You know, so like we caught on to a lot of that and we were in turn willing to go to the field after hours and do turf. Yeah. Even oh, though yeah, we did a lot of turf. We did a lot of turf. <laughs> I don't miss the turf work. <laughs> did, you, I mean, did, you make, turf? did you make Tao run a lot of poles? Yeah. Uh we did we did, we run did armory quite a bit. runs. Um <laughs> armory damn armory runs. I changed a lot he on did. different stuff over over the course of the years just because I learned more. You know, I was thrown into that position as I was a catcher and I was thrown into the pitching coach role. Oh wow. Um, he was the one that recruited me, actually. And I didn't know what the hell I was doing my first year. <laughs> like I, I didn't know. I was like, oh, I know how to call the game because I was a catcher. Yeah. But it was like, here's your you, you know, our head coach was like, You're the pitching coach now. I was like, all right, well, I better figure it out. Um but you know, as I progressed i kind of learned a little bit more about what was yep. better for each each mm-hmm. athlete but um and then when i got done with college i went to the club the club role i really felt like i was i was locked in like as a coach i felt like i hit like a like a pinnacle in my mm-hmm. career where i i felt like i was really good at that mm-hmm. point i wish mm-hmm. i knew then what i or i wish i you know knew then what i know now right um so it was looking back on it like if i had uh 
known more earlier on in my career. I think I would have been better for these guys, but um, now I'm back in just the new role. Right I'm now, I'm, now I'm the puppy trying to figure yeah, it all exactly. out. So it's 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 crazy which which direction life take life for takes sure. you. But yeah. yeah, yeah, I think that was a for sure a big thing for him too because he was um, willing to adapt. For and sure. we talk about that a lot, especially in sales. I yeah. mean, everything changes, you know. Um, and he was willing to adapt with the game. And yeah. a lot of the coaches that we had after him were not. And so yeah. it was one of those things where we really missed after Loft I think, left. Which I think sucked. one of the biggest things that I learned from just a pitcher's perspective from my coach, Coach Burns, which, um, you know, he had a lot of great game insight. Mm-hmm. And I love that about him, is if just shifting where you're at on the rubber. And I'd never even really put two and two together on that. I always was a guy that was on the, I was a right-handed thrower. I was always furthest to the left side of the rubber. Well, when you're there and you're not throwing 95 miles an hour mm-hmm. and you're playing division two baseball and you throw mid eighties and they, t- they get to see everything so much clearer. If mm-hmm. you could move your, if you shift your body mm-hmm. and you start on the right side of the rubber, especially against right-handed hitters, which is what you face most of the time. Right. When your arm angle, when you release, it's behind them. So they they already have a this feel where the ball's coming at them, even though mm-hmm. it's you know, just from all from an arm angle perspective. And I, that was one of the first things I learned as a freshman pitcher. I was like, holy crap, yep. why did I not think of that? That's what he taught me as yeah. a lefty. Yeah. I was a lefty so, specialist. Yeah. I used to move guys around on the rubber quite a bit. And then shoot, as I got later, um, in when I was working with younger guys and then I kind of, I kind of just strayed away from it. I kind of just went with what, you know, would bring them the most success. But you know, yeah. oftentimes, I mean, when you're searching for something, a lot of times it's not even about um, what really happens in the game. It's about what makes them feel comfortable. Because right. if they're comfortable, if they got that confidence, and oh, yeah. you know how you can bring that confidence out of them, whatever it is, then then you you start getting the best out of people. So yeah. you play with that a little bit. And, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, that's good. I yeah. think it all transcends. We're talking about coaching. We just had a conversation about pitching, about mm-hmm. coaching, about mm-hmm. catching. We just had a whole conversation. And I'm sitting over here and I'm thinking. You know, he just said, <clears throat> whatever, you need to do whatever makes them feel comfortable in order for them to perform. Well, build let's trans- there we go. Build confidence. Let's transcend that. Yeah. Sales, baby. Let's go yeah. back it's to it. Thing, it's, the it's the same thing. It's the same thing. These thing. rules apply. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's just amazing to see how and why we seek after who we seek after. It's an importance yeah. and skill to what we do. Uh, but that's just so true because, again, even with sales, Talbot, I'm sure, sure you coming from being an athlete and now to sales, I mean, <clears throat> Same thing. You got to you got to be coachable. You got to believe in yourself. But you have to have leader leaders that's going to get in the field with you. Yep. And Luke liked to call it. What do you like to call that type of trench warfare? Trent, trench leadership. Yeah, trench leadership. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, term, yeah, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna yeah. steal that term. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, that's so awesome. I think that's really cool how all this just resonates. You yeah. know, sports sales, it goes hand in hand. Honestly, yeah. when you think about it. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I got another question for you. If you guys don't have any. Um, so you obviously just had another kid. Yeah. So I want to see how did becoming a coach for so long help you prepare to be a dad? Oh, it's not, not none <laughs> of it prepared me to be a dad. <laughs> <laughs> you get prepared for that, man. Yeah. You, I oftentimes get frustrated with my son. Like I would <laughs> how old's your son? He's two and a half. <laughs> Time. And, and I'm always trying to take a take a break and say, oh gosh, you know, you gotta you gotta 
be patient with them and you got to yep. relax. Yep. But yep. yeah, coaching didn't prepare me to mm. be a father in, in, in any aspect whatsoever. <laughs> How old's your, your daughter? My daughter's five months and she's a perfect yeah, angel. I mean, my daughter does, does no, like, it's crazy. My daughter will cry and, like, I'm just like, you poor thing. And then my daughter will cry. I'm like, stand up. Yeah. Get up. 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 Get Like, right now, he's on this big thing. We just moved houses. I've got a two and a half year old son, not quite, but just under. Uh, he turned two in September. And then maybe he is two and a half. So he's, he's the same age as my son. My son's uh, August. So. Okay. Yeah. September yeah. 3rd. And yeah. then my, I have a daughter that's eight months. Oh, you're, yeah. Oh, you're man to man covered. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we're living in the very same household right now. And I tell you what, my son right now, since we moved, we changed the scenery. And man, he is just throwing fits. He's not wanting to go to bed. And, and he always would, because uh, I'm not really a big coddler. I like hold him, kiss him, whatever, do whatever I need to do to, to coddle. But, Something happens to him, get up. Come on, we're bigger mm -hmm. than that. We're not right. going to cry. We're not going to be whining. Mm -hmm. Right now, he just wants his mama. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And he's big on mommy kick, mommy kick because we've moved. We've had change of scenery, new house, new room, new everything. And even to the point where it's like he's like shunning me. And I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah. We don't play that. We don't play that. That's what we do. <laughs> nothing will humble nothing will humble you faster than kids yeah yes I mean, yeah they they put you in your place real man. quick so yes because they're so pure you know oh, they're man. just gonna yeah, do I whatever they want to do yeah. Yeah. yeah good i i, I will i will say uh before i had i was i was the dad that was afraid to have a kid mm -hmm. we were having a kid and i was uh, i was just like not i was not ready mm -hmm. i was like there was nothing that could prepare me more to have a kid yep. and then it happened and then i what people always say you know whenever they're before they're having their first kid like what do you need to do to prepare what do you got to do this for you? and i say it, the instinct just takes over man you just uh, do you just gotta you gotta be a man, man. And, and you man up that yeah. is so true yeah instinct takes <laughs> over like seriously yeah. and then and, you have to have a good support system yeah. you know what and I'm it, saying? Did, it didn't hit me it did not hit me because the whole time you know the the, the woman carries bait mm. the baby for nine months mm. so they really become with that motherly instinct immediately mm -hmm. because they're already carrying this little thing in their mm -hmm. belly. Yeah. it did not hit for me until that baby was in my hands in the the surgery room because yep. we c-section or whatever so i was in my hands i was like oh Gosh, this is real life. This is uh, like I'm responsible for this now. Mm -hmm. So that that's when it finally hit me. I think it hit me when I was driving home for the first time. Well, my son was born six and a half weeks early, so mm -hmm. we spent uh, three weeks in the NICU down at St. Mm -hmm. Luke's. But then when I put him in the car seat, it was like, yeah, you know, I gotta get my hands on the steering wheel. I'm a fast driver. I'm a fast driver. I naturally drive fast. <laughs> left lane. I'm going nine, nine, <laughs> fine, ten. Your mind. Yeah. That's my motto. And I remember driving home slow. Yeah. That person. Yeah. White knuckling. I had a 45 minute drive home. I was like, oh, this, no, no, this is no good. Yeah. Scoot your seat all the way up. Oh, to yeah. The front. yeah. And, then, and then when you have the second one. Yeah. It's yeah, yeah. yeah. I put throw in the car. Let's go. go. So they, they kicked us out of the hospital yeah. with our daughter. It was like, um, I think we were in there for 24 hours mm. tops. And, and they were just like, you guys have done this before. And we got a full moon. Oh, so wow. we're going to have other babies coming in. So you good? Oh, like, yeah, wow. let's go right here. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, thanks. All yeah. right. That one, that one was piece of cake. My, my son was a little tougher. Mm. He was he was born early. So yeah. Well, I'm glad good, he's man. good. Absolutely. Yeah, he's great now. So Absolutely. Cool. well, I mean, 
I have more questions, but yeah, I, want, I want you guys to ask the question. No, we're here. Okay. We're here. I, I mean, if I if it goes we're too here. long, I may be we trying don't... to steal this man from Centaur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You kind of already answered it, but I want you to hit it a little bit more. Um, what were some of the differences and or similarities that you got from coaching that moved you into sales? You know, like what made you drive like I guess what brought you to Centos or a sales position immediately, you know? Well, the sales thing, it was just my buddies that I that I talked to were like, dude, you'd be good at sales, you'd be good at sales. And 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 I didn't really know anything about sales other than recruiting, which was just, you know, calling kids that were playing right. baseball and trying to get them to play baseball. Um but you know, when I when I went and interviewed for Cintas, the reason I, I kind of wanted to 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 leave was I was kind of stagnant in my career. I, I I reached a point where I felt like I was a really, really good baseball coach. I felt like I was as as good as I needed to be to move up. Mm -hmm. But there was just not an avenue for me to move up without moving my family. Mm. So then I I I kind of was in a position. I I interviewed at Missouri Western where I had started my coaching career and I was a I was a finalist there. You know, I don't know the details of how much of a finalist I was. They told me yeah. I was a you know mm -hmm. finalist, finalist. But I did yeah. the interview process. I got the call. They said, "Hey, you didn't get it," um, and that was a tough one to swallow. But I, I looked at it and said, "Hey, you know, I think I've, I think I, this has run the course. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm gonna try something new." So I had a, a friend of mine that also coached a different sport at Missouri Western who was working for Centos, and he told me to interview for the sales position. So I said, "You know, I'm gonna try it." Right. Um, my initial interview was like flawless. It was like, I killed it. I was great. And then I interviewed with our sales director. Who's she's just like, she's a badass. Like she's so good at what she does. And she, I left that interview saying to myself, like, there's no shot. I get this job. Mm. Like, I just, I just didn't feel good about it. You know? Um, then I went on a ride along, had another couple different things I had to do. And I was like, man, this job is pretty, pretty cool. And then I ended up inter interviewing with the VP and, um, he was real his was real simple he was like hey what like you having a midlife crisis mm. i was like no man like i got a family i got this, yeah. and this and he's like he's like okay you you uh you think you can you know do this job this is what it entails etc cetera, etc cetera. i said yeah man I, I think i could be good at it and he said okay i said do you need anything else from me he goes don't talk yourself out of a sale and then he said, you get, you're going to get the job. So I said, okay, cool. <laughs> so, then I so then I went through like two weeks of like real like nervousness because I'm making a, a pretty serious life change. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, it, you know, ever since I started, everything that they've done from a culture standpoint is just so much, it's so similar to everything we preach to our athletes. Mm. Like, you know, you're, you're grateful every day for the opportunity you get. You're gonna come in. You're gonna work hard. You're gonna you're gonna put every effort you can. You're gonna run the playbook, mm -hmm. you know. And and I don't want to talk too much about what we do at Centos because I don't even know if they know that I'm talking about them. But <laughs> you know, but like you know, you run the playbook and you and yeah. you do what you're taught to mm -hmm, do. Mm -hmm. And then there's not really a failure if you do what you're taught mm -hmm. to do. Mm -hmm. Like this is the recipe for success. And you guys know in in your industry, like you know, I was listening to Coop talk about it. And how much it took him to get to success. He went through so many times where he would just, he was not doing good. And then he had these great leaders that were bringing mm -hmm. him up and say, Hey man, let's, mm -hmm. let's, let's do this. Let's do this. And he yep. just learned. Yep. And if you just learn, then that's when your success starts to roll in. And, you know, and I, I don't pretend to be great at what I do yet, but I don't expect to not be great. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, um, I'll get there as I go, but 
I have I have great leaders ahead of me that are that are helping me out a lot. And when you sit in a meeting every day and they say, "Hey, what can I do to help you?" and that's the end of your meeting, like, yeah. man, like you're in a good spot, you know. And For that's sure. what I felt yeah. like we did as coaches. It was like, "Hey, man, yeah. what can I do to help you?" And even on the good days, even on yeah. the good weeks, like I might have a I might have a great week, and you know, my manager's still saying, "Hey." how can i help you for next week you know and, right. and so to me like that's kind of the culture that i that i really liked so when i saw that and i saw the opportunity for growth and the upper mobility i was like man i gotta try this and and I've, i love it it's a great job what yeah. are what are if you don't mind me asking what are some of your goals like now that you're in sales and my favorite question that i love to ask people is what do you want to be when you grow up <laughs> because and that doesn't matter how old you are yeah um my goals obviously shifted like drastically over the last you know year because i was in the coaching world now now in in this world and 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 really there's a lot of avenues to to move up in our company and so my goals my five-year ten-year plan is to just you know move into a a role where i can be um just just a bigger piece to the Mm -hmm. to the puzzle you know and and i don't want to like give away too much information about it but just just because i don't know you know, how much they want me to talk about the internal part of it. But, you know, there's, there's, there's roles that are ahead of me that have a lot more responsibility and they have a lot more people under them that those are those goals where I look at it. And there's, there's a couple different paths you can go on the sales side, or you can go on, you know, like a, like an account manager side. And, Mm -hmm. um, I like the relationships with people. So I like the, the, the account manager position as it, as it grows. And then there's just so many people because it's a you know it's a Fortune 400 company. I mean they got people everywhere, you know. Right. Um, and all of them have done the job I'm doing, which right. is the cool thing where it's like every single person I talk to that um, is ahead of me has had success in what I'm doing, mm. made a lot of money in what I'm doing, and like right. had a really good career path, you know, path for, for sure. themselves. So for sure. So that's what I like about it. I mean I miss everyday coaching because. Yeah. You know, the impact seeing Talbot and Coop having successful careers, like that means more than anything in the world. Mm, yeah. But it just it, it just doesn't work with the family, mm, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That makes sense. So thanks for sharing that. I I also love to ask, um, just because our mission statement is to positively impact people's lives. I'm sure you've heard that on our on our podcast. Yep. I'm sure you've heard we do that through five core values. We do it through work ethic, excellence, sacrifice, trustworthiness, and courage. So a lot of people have their own core values that they apply to their own day. Uh, but I think one of the things that we do, because we are hiring what I call kids, even though I'm still a kid myself, <laughs> uh, what I call kids out of college, and we kind of give them a compass and a purpose, especially <clears throat> if they haven't found that themselves. Do you have some core values yourself that you apply every day to help you be successful in specifically sales or leadership? Absolutely. I mean, for me, it's, it's you know, um, hard work, obviously, and, mm-hmm. and, and dedication, obviously I, I want to wake up and I want to get to work and I want to, yeah. I want to outwork people. Um, I also want to be professional about everything I do. So, you know, in, in both our industries, it's, 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 you know, being a business professional mm-hmm. is a key part to being successful. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then, and then integrity, of course, just like, you know, you guys are talking about it too, like helping people, is is key so if you do things the right way things are going to work out for you Mm -hmm. and it's hard when you're in you know a sales position to not live in the gray area sometimes Mm -hmm. but i coached for so long where my my main motive was to help these guys grow 
I can't, I can't shut that off. So right. even when I get into these situations in sales, it's like, you know, maybe even to a flaw, I want to take care of my customers, mm-hmm. you know, and that, and that's, and that's something that, you know, is, is really that's stuck with me, but yeah, integrity and hard work. And then just being a business professional. I mean, like, you know, dress, dress right, show up right. Yeah. Um, do the right thing and, and, and take care of your side of the business. And then, you know, it'll all work out. So yeah. those for, that's for me personal, personally, that's you know, cool. those are yeah. three. Yeah. That's awesome. And just so I ask a quick question, sorry. That's right. Uh, I have another one. I've asked three in a row and I'll let you guys <laughs> ask. Oh, you're good. But hey, you're chill. Showing up, you said something there, hard work and showing up early and staying late. Yep. How many of your peers do that? And why do you do it to stand out? Because that is a tough thing, especially within Man. our culture and, and the younger demographic. I would say even Man. my generation. Yeah. The, the good ones do it. Mm. The good ones do it, and the good ones sometimes it doesn't even seem like they do it, but they're doing the extra work to get where they need to be. Um, and the people who can't hang in in the sales world are people who make excuses about yep. what you know. I can't sell this because of this reason or that reason, mm-hmm. or I can't get this done because of that. Instead of saying, "Hey, like I'm gonna put." I'm going to put everything into it showing up early. And for me, you know, it, it started in the coaching world because for me, I wanted to make sure the players had that value instilled in them. Like, mm-hmm. Hey, I'm, I'm going to be here before you guys get here at the very least. I'm going to be here at the same time you guys get here. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to stay later than you because I don't want you to think that I'm not working, you know, yep. mm-hmm. but um, those are values that, that the, the younger generation is, is set on this, this nine to five. Yeah. Right. And, the nine to five is a fairy tale. Yep. Because even if you're good and you run your schedule nine to five, that brain doesn't shut off. Right. Because you're thinking about everything else you got to do. Especially in um, sales. Because you always <laughs> yeah, have people call. Your brain doesn't shut off. And no. and and I I don't know how to help the younger people get to that that level. Like yeah. um, but it is something that that that's challenging. So if you look across the people that I work with. The ones that are good, mm-hmm. um, you, you're fighting with them to shut yeah. it off. Mm-hmm. Like my manager will email yeah. me at like on vacation, and we're we're like you know a, a sales team that has a pretty good line of communication. We're like, hey, take your vacation, mm-hmm. like yeah. take your vacation. But you know she can't shut it off, and that's why she's good. Um, Cal, what does that remind you of anybody? Yes, yeah, and, and, and <laughs> you you appreciate those people because right. they they just they're yeah. they're constantly trying to help other people you know yep. yeah so but yeah for 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 the new generation and, and there's a lot of things going on even with the athletes too they're getting paid in college yeah they're getting an nil deal and um you know a lot of division one athletes are making some money and then you got to throw them into the world and you say hey you're not going to make money for six months <laughs> yeah you're not going to make any money for six months but if you if you ride this wave you're going to make a lot of money yeah right. they still can't handle it they because they're making they're, they're making, making money cash. when they were playing their sport mm-hmm. yeah um yeah. so that's going to be a challenge for all of us as Damn. we continue to grow is to, to, to motivate young people on so on you're that. centos do they require you to come in nine to five uh they don't mm-hmm. require me to do much of i mean they they require me to i mean i, I haven't had a requirement i don't know yeah. if that's because i just do what what, so what makes so what makes you want to do that from nine to five? What makes you what makes you want to show up? Because I want to win, you know. Like I want to win. Like I yeah. don't want to. You know, it's funny because they did. You know, in in one of our trainings, they gave us like four motivating factors for what 
you know, what motivates you. And for me, I can't pick which one motivates me, mm -hmm. right? There's just, you know, I just really want to be good at what I do. Yeah. I never wanted to, I didn't take the job so I could not be good. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, so, um, and, and I'm not good yet, but I will be. Mm. Um, but I wake up early so that I am good. Mm. Yeah. You know, I got, I got kids to feed. I got a, I got a wife that I got to take care of. And he's got a why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, that's big. Yeah, I got a why, man, and 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 for me, it's like it's not negotiable. Mm -hmm. Like, there's no like, I can't go home and say, hey, you know, I didn't cut it. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, that's that's the other thing that like you know, and you guys as you know, when you're mm -hmm. hiring people, like the people that are that have that motivation are gonna get it done. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's what I. That's what I'll say. If you've got one, we have business le leaders that tune in. We have other people that are in other businesses that tune in. We've got insurance agents, and we've got even people that are coming out of college that have requested topics yep. for us that tune into a podcast. So if you're looking to get ahead, we've gotten this a lot from college athletes. Well, not college athletes, but just college students. Period. That tune into our whiskey and insurance podcast. If you are looking to get ahead. You've got to apply the principles that we're talking about the last 15 minutes. Man. Yep. Because if you if your expectation is that you want to make a lot of money, because that's what everybody says in the interview. Oh, I want to make a lot of money. I want to make six figures. I want to make well in my six figures or whatever they, they say. There's very few that actually do because they aren't willing to sacrifice the time or their future self, you know, the right now for their future self. Mm -hmm. And that's key. What you're doing right now is you're sacrificing time. I know you are. You got two kids at home, and I guarantee you you're not getting home at five. And a wife. Oh. Or five thirty. Or mm -hmm. or if you are home, guess what? You're probably in your home office selling or doing whatever. Sending emails, putting together different yeah. stuff. I mean in Saturday mornings, you're probably sitting there thinking, How could I prospect better? How could I do this better? <laughs> Every day. Yeah. And, <laughs> Every and, day. And that's exactly my point. And a lot of people they treat sales positions as, you know what, it's nine to five. Five o'clock, I'm shutting it off. I'm done. Done and you can't do that. How can you be, how can you expect success when you aren't willing to do the things that require yep. success? So I love the things that you said right there, and that's it's a really important key to future success. I think it's also crazy though, because like <clears throat> seeing him be able to wake up early and show up early and stay late, even when he has two kids and a wife at home, it makes me think like why why, why am I not? Why not? Yeah, mm -hmm. you know, like yep. that should be the first thing for our generation. Yeah. Like, yeah. you guys don't have, pardon me, but you don't have shit to do. <laughs> correct. You know, like, you literally correct. don't have but anything. Correct. No, that's you correct. Know, I got to give a lot of credit to my wife because she mm -hmm. lived as a, co the, a coach's yep. wife. It's tough to be. Yeah. Now, in this role, I mean, she's on cloud nine because most most nights I get to eat dinner with my family. Mm -hmm. You know, even if even if I have to pull the laptop out at 10 o'clock at night, yeah. which I, I have no problem doing. Right. You know, I get the dinner time with my family, which I didn't always get in the college world. So there was there was some give and take on that end. But you know, yeah. I got Especially a pretty special wife that that understands that my brain doesn't <laughs> shut off too. You know, mm -hmm. so Absolutely. and her doesn't either. I mean, she's good at what she does. She's a, she's a professional at what she does. So what does she do? She's a well, dietitian at the hospital. Go. Yeah, nice. So, What's your wife's name? Alyssa. Shout out Alyssa. Yeah. 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 Thanks for supporting this guy because yeah. that's I will say. You know, especially in sales. I tell you guys this all the time. It takes a really incredible, supportive partner to help make sure that what when you go through different things, when you've got kids that are dependable upon you, mm -hmm. you got a family that's dependable upon you, it's not 9 to 5. There are 10 o'clock nights. Last night, I was texting you. Guess what I was doing from 10, 10 to midnight? You were working. I was. I had mm -hmm. the laptop out. I was sitting right next to my wife, 
and I was cranking out stuff. And this morning, where was I? 5.30 a.m. Here. here. Podcast. And exactly. We filmed one podcast episode this morning, and we're filming mm. one here at the end of the day yep. so that we have another episode ready to rock because I'm going to be out of town in two weeks in Naples, Florida, trying to enjoy time with with family. Yeah. So that, you know, the biggest thing that I always try and tell uh, people is, is it, it doesn't matter what industry you go in. It could be sales. It could be, it could be business. You've got to be able to put in extra effort. You've got to be able to do those yep. things. And I, I th- feel like we try and foster that at Apollo. I hope it sounds like CentOS. It's got a great, great program where they're fostering that dynamic or maybe not. Maybe you see your peers that are in the same level as you and you're putting in way more effort than what they are. I don't know. No, I, I would say that from an organizational standpoint, like, you know, from a business to business sales position, we get the most training and help and um, just overall support to help our people become really good people. And that's why, like, I really enjoy the job. Yeah. Um, I listen to you guys and I know you guys are doing the same thing at Apollo. I listened to Coop's podcast <laughs> the other day and really kind of soaked it in just listening to him you know, become a successful person in his life and and what he's able to do for his wife Mm -hmm. and his future family. It's just incredible. So that's why I love listening to that because it's like, I knew this dude when he was 18 Mm -hmm. years, 19 years old. Mm -hmm. And now I I watch him walk around the office and I told like, I even told him today, I was like, man, you got this confidence, man. You got this aura. You got got a little swag. swag. (laughs) And uh, that's like, that's just an awesome thing. So You know, what you guys are doing is great because, you know, even for me, you know, I coach these guys, but I tuned in this podcast because, you know, I think it was the fear of cold calling mm-hmm. and I was going through it, man. Like yeah. I was new to my job and, yeah. and, you know, knocking on doors isn't easy. No, mm-hmm. And I wanted just one piece of little bit of information from some other people that have been doing it to just get better. Yeah. And I'm like, man, I, I got some time. I drive a yeah. lot, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. so I started listening mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was pretty we cool. Plus that. I like whiskey. I got it. Yeah. We yeah. appreciate yeah, that. Thank you. Well, you guys are doing great. Thanks, man. Well, I, I tell you this. Uh, what was? The, did you have a big takeaway from the 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 cold calling podcast episode? Uh, was there anything that you were able to use for yourself where you're like, you know what? Uh, yeah, this today was hard, but they said that it was going to be hard, and that other people are doing this. Or was there anything yeah, like I that? Think, that I think it was just more of like, you know, sometimes you get relief in numbers and knowing Mm. that people are in the same boat as you because i don't care what anybody says when you you can be the most personable person you can say that you're easy you you Mm -hmm. can say hey i can go talk to people i can do this and and like like me i i suck on the phone so i'm always trying to get better on the phone you know and and then you know i'm selling a couple accounts so i feel really good so knocking on doors is easy for me right and then the next week I'm at a zero and I'm knocking on doors as hard. So just, just that strength in numbers, knowing that other people are going through that same thing Mm -hmm. just made me Mm -hmm. feel like, okay, you know what? I got to get up the, I got to get up the ladder a little bit Mm -hmm. and get back on the horse. So Mm -hmm. see, that's one thing that he said right there though, that really like hits me that I talked on a while back though, is like, it doesn't matter how confident you think you are at talking to people. Mm-hmm. The fear of the phone or the fear of sales is a thing. Oh, you yeah. have to understand it is vastly different. I think I said on that podcast, if I remember right, I used to, when I first got involved, I was 18, 19 yeah. years old. I, my hands used to shake Yeah. before I talked to the phone. I'd be like, I literally was afraid to talk to people. Yeah. And I was a, I was a confident 
I was just saying, you, go, and, you and, put me in person with someone, it's easy. Yeah. I can talk to a brick wall and have yeah. a conversation for an hour, it, you know, but, and you're the same way and you're the same way. Like, yeah. And yeah. It, and yeah. and I it's remember crazy. it took it took those first successful deals to be done on the phone. Yep. I'm like, why am I making it so hard? Then what you notice is if you can do it in person, over the phone is way easier. Way easier. <laughs> it starts way to get easier. easier yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, because if you've done it in person, now you're talking to somebody virtually. Yeah. You've sold them in person. You've sold them face to face. You can do this virtually. You can. Absolutely. And then you yeah. then you take out the time of travel. Now you yeah. don't have to travel. Yeah. You can do this all over the phone. So now you save gas money. You save you save all kinds of different things from that. Mm-hmm. If you can sell in person, I'm telling you, you can 100% do over the phone. And it's it's a it's definitely a confidence play. And one of the things that you said was, you know, when you were at the beginning, you said I suck at cold calling. Mm. Yeah. One, one if one of my agents would have said that at Apollo, you know what I said? I said, no, you don't. You don't suck at cold calling. You need to get that gremlin off your shoulder. You got two, <laughs> you got two gremlins. You got one over here and one over there. One's telling that you can. One that is, every step of the way is telling you can't. Absolutely. And, and they're going to they're gonna live in your head. That That's what, uh, you know, the, well, I'm a big proponent of the devil's here to kill, steal, and destroy. And he's here to help, you know, rob your dreams from your future. So one of the biggest things is you got to get that gremlin off your shoulder and you got to pick up the phone and make the next dial. Every the, no is closer yeah. to a yes. Yep. Every no you get is, cl- is the next step closer to a yes. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. and I, I remember from that cold calling episode that, mm-hmm. you know, that's what we try and foster at Apollo. We spent yeah. your fire I, on that. Yeah, I, I think that, uh, and that's the truth, though. It really is. Mm-hmm. And it's so hard when you're going through it in the moment. It's just like baseball. Oh, yeah. It's just like baseball. A, uh, a Hall of Fame hitter is a career 300, 330, whatever. <laughs> three out of three 10 at-bats. A lot of failures. A ton of failures. So failure. much. Sales, Numbers, I, could, I can't relate it to this. You know, it, it's the best relatable sport yeah. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to sales because you're going to fail way more than you're going to ever hear a yes over the phone. Yep. Just will. Well, That's and true. like you said about the gremlin, man, like you got to get yourself in uncomfortable situations. Mm-hmm. Yep. And like for me personally, one of one uncomfortable situation was I didn't like calling people when i was next to someone else mm. i'm sitting at a, a table in a conference room and i didn't like picking up the phone right. and so i had to just work out of that yeah and yeah. then yeah. you know just keep working out of it i'm still working out of it yeah. you know and it, it's not gonna go away quick but the more you do it the better you get oh absolutely. yeah absolutely because because you got to feed you know we talked on this on one of our other podcast episodes that aired uh the other week and it was uh life coach mm-hmm you gotta, you know, I, there's a point in time that we had uh, Marilyn uh, Maka. She's a great family friend. She's a life coach. She had a financial advising firm, very successful. Sold that. She was in Houston. Uh, moved up here because her kids were here in Kansas City and ended up being my parents' next door neighbor. Um, she has great focus on. You have to focus on positivity. Mm-hmm. You let the negativity creep in your mind. Negative words, negative statements. I can't do this. I suck at this. I can't do it. I'm I'm around a conference room table. I can't do it. It makes me uncomfortable. Well, don't stop saying I can't. Mm-hmm. Say, start saying I can. I am great. I am awesome. I can cold call. I can do this. Words of affirmation. It, it, the words of affirmation transcend yep. into positivity, and your mind starts believing what you say. It's true. Yep. It just is. So you hit that perfectly, man. Yeah, yeah man. That's awesome. Well. Mm. I think about. I mean, can we, you, we can keep going on I and mean, on I mean, and on. I mean, he's got to hey, get home. I know. It's late. I know. I know. I know. No, but this has been amazing, man. I was yeah. gonna say, I appreciate you. Well, I appreciate you guys um, having me on, man. Yeah, it's been fun. Yeah, One I more thing, this. I was gonna say, if you could leave anything with either a college athlete or good an athlete or anyone just wanting to get into sales or anything, 
what would be the main thing that you would say that you that helped you get to the position you are now? What do you want to leave them with? Yeah. Just jump in with both feet, man. Yeah. Just yeah. do it, and if, when you decide to do it, just commit to it. Full sprint. Mm. And give yourself a good chance to do it. Mm. Yeah. Don't, like, put a timeline on it. Don't put, mm. you know, a stipulation on it. Like, if you decide to do something, give yourself a 100% chance to see if you're actually successful at it. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, if you do it wholeheartedly, then you have no regrets. Absolutely. That's what I would tell everybody in any job is jump in with both feet, see what happens. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That. Jump in yeah. with well, both feet. Thanks for coming on today. See you back, guys. I and, appreciate and, it. And, and thanks for bringing this bottle. Yeah, keep awesome. it. Keep it. And I'll stop yeah. in one day and yeah. then we can have a Yeah, yeah we love that. We will, we will take Absolutely. you back here anytime you Anytime. I appreciate it, guys. Well, it's one more. Let's do it. A little whiskey for the souls. Insurance for the wallets. Appreciate you guys. Until next time.